Good morning, International Christian Fellowship Online Campus and all of those that call ICF Rome your family of faith, or maybe you're just joining us today for the very first time. My name is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale, and I want to say welcome to you. If you're new to the city of Rome, I want you to feel that you are a part of the family of faith here at ICF Rome. If you're looking and watching and joining the service online, I want to say thank you for participating. Thank you for investing in your own life that your faith will grow, that you have opportunity to worship Jesus. So I invite you to lean into today's service. I want you to know that we pray over every service. I believe this year we are to be the living proof, the evidence that God is at work in each of us. I also believe that Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is the living, loving proof for your life, for your miracles. So today, as you worship, ask the Lord to hear your worship, receive your worship. As you hear the ministry of the word, lean in and say to the Lord, how do you want to change my thinking? How do you want to increase my faith? How do you want to form my spiritual walk so that I can walk in victory? I'm so happy you're a part of this service today. I want you to celebrate with the worship and I want you to grow in the word of God. Enjoy today's service. Thank you and good morning once again. Yes, um, a lot of times when it's almost Mother's Day, we get the reminder two months ahead of time that it's Mother's Day. But I bet there are people in this house who don't know that today some cultures are celebrating Father's Day. Yeah, see, she was surprised. She was caught by surprise. So happy Father's Day to all the men in the house. Happy Father's Day also to, to the people watching online. Yes, and this month we, we, we've been talking about healing proof. And if you joined us online expecting to, to hear a woman's voice, I, I, I know you'll be disappointed, but so am I, because we, we received, we received uh, compelling messages from Pastor Jennifer, and I, I bring you greetings from Pastor Jennifer. We received strong messages about healing proof. And today, I'm just going to continue what we've already started. Amen. Amen. So just a recap on the previous sermons we've had on healing proof. Um, Pastor Jennifer told us a story in the Bible where you can see it from Matthew chapter 8, where Jesus heals a man from leprosy. And there were certain points that I want us to, to revisit. You can see on your screens, the first point was to come and ask. The man came and he asked Jesus, if you are willing, will you heal me? And Jesus said what? Yes, I am willing. So it's important for us to come and ask. The next thing is to trust and yield to his way. Because we usually have a way we want things to happen. And sometimes it doesn't happen that way. But what we have to do is to trust and yield to God's way because we believe that he can do anything and everything. Amen. And then the other point is not to be afraid of the wilderness. And we, we, we learned that the wilderness is a place that you've never been to before. It's a place that is a territory that you don't know. So things happen in the wilderness that you, you, you ask yourself, what's going on? How am I going to move out of this space? 
but you are not supposed to be afraid of the wilderness because sometimes the wilderness is a preparation for you to move on to greater things. Amen. And then the, the last point from previous messages I would want us to note is to be the testimony in process. To be the testimony in process because your message in your wilderness may be the message that turns the life around of someone else. Because there are people who are also walking in difficult situations that you have walked through before. So that testimony you share with them will be an encouragement for them and they will also be able to turn things around. So today I'm going to talk about two main points. Two main points. And I, I, I do this for two, but I came to Italy and this is not two, this is two in Italy. But that is, that is communication. So sometimes I'll do this, sometimes I'll do this. I mean two, not peace. So I have two main points for today. The purpose of healing according to the Bible and what happens when you don't receive the healing. Shall we bow down our heads in prayer? Father, I thank you for, for the word you are bringing to us today. Father, I pray that you open our hearts you open our minds, and Father, as you speak through me, I pray that anything that is not of you, I, I block that and pray that nothing that will come out of my mouth will be contradictory to, to your holy word. And Father, I pray that people under the sound of my voice will be touched by the word you have for them today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So how many of us here have experienced a time when our expectations did not align with God's timing. How many of us here? Yes, a number of us. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm also part of it. Sometimes you have an expectation. You know, I, I just want you to think about this. You have an expectation. You want certain things to happen. And then you wait and wait and things don't happen the way you thought they were going to happen. Sometimes they don't even happen at all. But you see, God always knows what he's doing. And sometimes our expectations don't meet what God has planned for us. And if we'll be honest to ourselves, we can agree that usually, usually there, there's a difference in our expectation and God's timing, his plans, the process, and even the way he meets the expectations. If we think about it, we'll, we'll notice that a lot of times that's what happens. And this is something that I personally relate to. And I know a number of you, just as you raise your hands, hands in this house, also relates to that. So let's look at the purpose of healing according to the Bible. See, the Old Testament was written predominantly in the Hebrew language. And there are certain chapters in the Old Testament that was written in Aramaic. But predominantly, it was written, written in the Hebrew. And let's look at what... The, the Bible says about, the Old Testament says about healing. So the Hebrew for healing is Rapha. That's what we've heard many times. We've heard uh, 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 Pastor Jen mention Jehovah Rapha. The Hebrew for, for, for healing is Rapha. And the word Rapha signifies the restoration of health, the mending of injuries or illnesses, and the alleviation of physical suffering. And as you can see on your screens, we have the Hebrew there, Yahweh Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And the New Testament 
also mentions healing. But then the New Testament was predominantly writ written in a different language, <clears throat> excuse me, which was ancient Greek. <clears throat> excuse me. And before I go forward, I just want to share something in Exodus chapter, 20, uh, chapter 15, verse 26. And it says, if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his eyes and give ears to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians. I am the Lord your healer. That is where the Bible first mentions, I am the Lord your healer. And if you look at this, it was talking about physical healing. It was talking about the Israelites in, in, in the land of Egypt, right? But then let's look at another part of Bible in the Old Testament in Hosea chapter 6, verse 1, where the Bible says, Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but will heal us. You see, the healing here, torn us to pieces, wasn't literal. So the healing here wasn't talking about physical healing. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. Now, again, the word here is Rafa, the same word, Rafa, but it's referring to the first passage I read in Exodus refers to physical healing, and then the second passage doesn't refer to physical healing. It refers to a spiritual healing. Now, let's go to, to the New Testament the New Testament, as I said, was predominantly written in, in Greek. So the Hebrew for, sorry, the Greek for healing that we see in the New Testament is Iomai. And Iomai also means to heal, right? And it conveys the idea of being made whole, being restored, or being delivered from spiritual afflictions or sins. So Iomai has, been, has also been used to refer to physical healing and spiritual healing. And why do I talk of, th of these things? So that we can understand that when the Bible talks about healing, both the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Bible was referring not only to physical healing, because sometimes we put our minds on the physical healing, and that's all we think about. So let's see what the Bible says in Acts chapter 28, verse 27. For the hearts of the people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their ears. So their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. See, the original, context, the original text of the Holy Bible describes the, 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 the concept of healing as spiritual, physical emotional, you name it, all these things, they all encompass the idea of healing in the Bible. And even sometimes when you look at the, the, the ancient Greek, the word they use for healing is therapeu. Therapeu also refers to healing. And if you think about it, today we talk about therapy. That's where the word com comes from. So I want us to know that the purpose of healing could be for restoration of health. It could also be for mending of injuries and illnesses. It could be for the alleviation of physical suffering, and it could also be for spiritual healing and deliverance. But then the question a lot of us ask ourselves is what happens when you don't receive the healing? And if you are here today and 
if you are watching online and you are waiting for your, your healing, I would like you to know that you are not alone. God has not forgotten about you. God has not deserted you. God still knows your name and you are not alone. I know it's not easy to keep stoking the fire of faith, especially when you are still going through a difficult situation, when you still pray for healing and you haven't received the healing. I know it's not easy. It's not easy to persevere and pray through unanswered prayers. But church, we will not allow the enemy to take opportunity of that to stop us from going to Jesus to ask for healing. Amen. Amen. Jesus expressed his willingness to heal people throughout the gospel. And yes, I know there were times when people didn't get healed. But that wasn't because Jesus couldn't heal them. It was because some of them just didn't come to ask, right? But God is saying we should always come to him if we need healing and he's willing to heal us. And I'm going to read a verse in James chapter 5 from verse 14 to 15. It says, Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. So now I'm going to tell you a story about a couple some of you may know. Some of you may have heard of them. They've been here a few times, so maybe you've met them before. And I'm going to talk about pastor, pastors Josh and Becca Jones. Pastor Josh and Pastor Becca Jones, as you can see on your screens, they are pastors to the International Church in Milan, Life Church Milan. See, they responded to their call to ministry, and they went, they served at, at, at the Grand Canary Islands for about five years, and then they were called to a different ministry. So they moved back to the U.S. to raise some funds. They come from Alabama. If you hear them, you hear the accent, you know. And they were called to, 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 to a different mission. So they went back to the U.S. to prepare for their mission to return to Europe. And while they were, while they were in Grand Canary Islands, they, they gave birth to their first daughter. And then in this period when they had returned to the U.S., they gave birth to their son, Taka. And when Taka was born, he was born with difficulties. He was born with problems in his heart his intestines, and, and his airway. So these are pastors who have devoted their lives to Christ. They have devoted their lives to the message of healing. They have devoted their lives to sharing the gospel to others. And they found, they found themselves in this situation. And Taka has undergone many surgeries, many medical operations and all that. Today, a few, a few months ago, I remember them saying that the doctors were able to find some, some changes in his vocal cords. But as I talk to you today, Taka hasn't received full healing. So he's still not able to talk like everyone else. But listen to what these pastors said. They said his life is a beautiful story of God's faithfulness and power. Now, is it easy for them to come and stand in front of a church, a congregation, to lead worship, to sing, 
to praise God, to pray when they haven't received full healing. No, it's not easy. But here are some truths about what happens when we don't receive the healing. You see, the first point I would like to mention is there is a tendency to be disappointed. And it's okay to be disappointed. It's how you treat the disappointment that matters. You see, the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick is not prescribing to you that when, 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 when you don't have hope, your heart is going to be sick. But it's rather describing to you what happens when you don't have hope, right? And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, unrelenting disappointment leaves your heart sick, but a sudden good break, a sudden good break can turn life around. Amen. A sudden good break can change your story. A sudden good break can encourage someone else. A sudden good break can convince you that God is indeed our healer. Amen. And the second point I'd like to talk about is there is a tendency to be, to be isolated. And this is, not, this is not new to the church. It has been happening ever since. This is not new to, to, to anyone, even, even sitting here and listening to me online. Sometimes you have that feeling where you want to isolate. And I'm not talking about solitude, because solitude is when you separate yourself, you want to reflect, and you're going to come back. You just want to build a deeper relationship with God. Um, in the previous sermons, we even heard that separation can be a point for preparation, right? So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about isolation when you decide that you are going to do this Christian work alone. And this is not just for new believers. Even strong believers in Christ sometimes feel like, you know what, there's no need for me to go to church. There's no need for me to join the Bible studies. There's no need for me to pray. There's no need for me to talk to other believers. And the reason they give you is that God is in my heart. I have a personal relationship with God. And so, really, I don't need to do that. And I'm not going to stand here and lie to you that that is not true. That is true indeed. God is in your heart, and it's a personal relationship you have with him. But are you going to disobey his orders for us to come together and fellowship together? You see, I, 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 was, I was watching National Geographic the other day, and if some of, you, some of you are familiar with the channel, they just show animals running around in bed singing and tweeting. Some of us like to watch that. And you can see an image of um, lions. You see lions, and then you see a head of buffaloes. Now, when I was watching this particular episode, what happens was the, the, the pride of, of lions go after, after the head of buffaloes, right? And then when they go after the head of buffaloes in their first, their first attack, the purpose is not to actually attack the head of buffaloes. The purpose is to push them to go into waters, right? And the buffaloes are very heavy. They are bigger than lions. If you, you, if you give a one-to-one -one fight, maybe the buffalo will win. I remember when I was young, we used to ask, you know, which animal are you, which animal are you? And then we say, I'm stronger than you, I'm bigger than you. The buffalo is bigger than the lion. So on a one-to-one, -one, the lion will lose against the buffalo. But then the lions go after the buffaloes 
forcing them into waters, and then they observe the weak link among the head, the one who is not able to run as fast as everyone else, right? So the initial objective is really not to attack, but it's just to observe who is weak amongst the group. And you see, this constant probe is a probe for weakness. And they can do this up to seven hours, just following buffaloes, up to seven hours, because they are trying to, to dump in your spirit, the, the spirit of the buffaloes. They try to, to move on, and, and, and then, and then they, they get to a point where the buffalo, if any buffalo wanders away, or if any buffalo is slow and can't follow the other head, they attack that particular buffalo, and then they, 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 they eat that buffalo. You see, this story is just to let you know that sometimes when you isolate from the head, you become vulnerable. So it's true that you can serve God by yourself at home, but there's something about fellowship. There's something about, about hearing the story of someone else and someone saying, look, I, I, I will pray for you. Look, I have something I can help you with. There's something about that. But then when you wander and you, and, and you leave the other head, with the head, that buffalo is protected. But when the buffalo leaves and wanders around, the buffalo becomes vulnerable and the lions are able to, to, to feast on that buffalo. See, Proverbs chapter 18 from verse 1 says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against or sound judgment. So you see, there are dangers of isolation, as I said. And so you don't want to find yourself breaking out. And what does the Bible tell us in Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 24 to 25? It says that, let us consider stirring up one another in love and in good works. Let us not forsake the gathering of the saints. Let us encourage one another. And this is what the Bible is encouraging us to do because when we come together as a people, and, and again, I'm not against vacations. It's important. Sometimes you need to take rest. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about people and, and, and Christians who willingly say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to go to church today. I'm not going to listen to, I'm not going to join this group. I just want to be a Christian by myself. Some people call it the Lone Ranger Christianity. I want to be a lone rager and I'm going to do it by myself. It doesn't work. But then I also want to say to you here in this house and people listening online, the isolated also need you. The isolated also need community. They also need fellowship. And they need to know that we love them they need to know that we are there for them and we are going to help them pray if we have to pray for them. They need to be able to feel a part of community. So you in this house and everyone listening to us, it's also your duty to make sure that you also help people who feel isolated to feel like they belong. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 from verse 9 to 10 says that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For, they fall, for if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and he has no other to lift him up. And then it goes on in verse 12 to say, And though a man 
might prevail against though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Amen. And the third, the third thing I want you to pick up from, from what happens when you don't receive your healing is you could become a product of the wrong belief. You see, what you see and what you tell yourself is what your brain believes. If you think about it, how many of you have watched movies? While watching the movie, you knew it was a movie, but then you were driven to tears at the end of the movie. How many of you have experienced that? Yes. You were watching the movie. You, you selected the movie. You know it's a production, right? You watch the movie, and you still feel sad at the end of the movie, and you genuinely cry. You can't hold back the tears. Sometimes you watch a movie more than once. I, I, I remember people saying they, they, they've watched Titanic so many times, but each time they watch it, they cry, right? And this is because what your mind sees, what your eye sees, and what you tell yourself is what your brain believes. So your brain, even though it's a movie, you are telling yourself this is what is happening in the movie. So your brain believes that you are actually experiencing that kind of sorrow, you are actually experiencing that kind of pain. You are actually experiencing that kind of disappointment. And that's why you can watch a movie and then sometimes you just want to stay away for, for a few minutes to recover from that movie, right? So you could become a product of the wrong belief. When you don't receive your healing and you dwell on that, you could become a product of the wrong belief. And what is the wrong belief? The wrong belief is that Jesus is not able to save you. The wrong belief is that God is not alive. Jesus is away, right? The wrong belief is that the story and the message of healing doesn't apply to you. That's the wrong belief. And let's see what the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 from verse 11 to 12. Don't burn out. Keep yourselves fooled and aflame. Be alert, servants of the master. Be cheerfully expectant and don't quit in hard times. Amen. You see, I have to admit there are certain times when we as Christians, we experience a burnout, right? We experience a burnout because we have work to do. We have some, some have families to, to take care of emotionally and, and physically. Some have ministry, excuse me, ministry in church. You have to come to church at a certain time and leave at a certain time. Sometimes you experience the burnout. But the Bible is saying that keep yourselves fooled and aflame. Be alert and don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Amen. So you see, in, in summary, the biblical text presents healing as, as, as a holistic concept. And this holistic concept encompasses physical, spiritual, emotional, and relational dimensions. Healing is not just limited to one thing, but it, it encompasses all these things that I've mentioned. And it acknowledges the power of God to intervene and bring restoration. Amen. You see, pastors praying for you and asking you to go to the hospital is not their way of saying Jesus doesn't heal. 
is their way of telling you that the battle has to be fought on two grounds. The battle has to be fought in the spiritual and the battle has to be fought in the physical. So you may have to, to, to go to the hospital, you may have to take your medicine, but it doesn't mean you neglect prayer because the spiritual is also important. And, and, and I'm not saying that stay on the spiritual and say I'm not going to go to the hospital because everything they give me in the hospital is worldly. There are so many people who are in the hospitals. There are so many doctors, pharmacists, nurses who, who believe in Christ, who believe in God. And those people can be used by God to touch your lives. Those people can be used by God to change your situation. So... This is a complete package, and it's not, it's not just one thing. You know, sometimes we, we stay stuck with that one thing, and, and we say, this is it. This is, this is all healing is about. But healing is bigger than, than, than that, right? And we also have to, to be mindful of what happens when we don't receive our healing so that we can stay in the presence of God so we don't veer off somewhere the enemy can easily Catches of God. So you see, when we feel broken and when we feel exhausted, it's good to, to come to Jehovah because Jehovah Rapha, who is the healer, can restore in, 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 the, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And let us not limit his power to physical healing. At this point, I'd like to invite the worship team to, to join me on stage. And I just want us to if you forget anything I said today, maybe you not forget the stories I, I, I mentioned, but if you forget anything, I want you to remember these points on your screen today. That healing encompasses your physical well-being, your spiritual well-being, your emotional well-being, and relational dimensions. And also, don't quit in hard times, pray all the harder. I want us to profess this together, and I want you to say after me, I will not quit in hard times. I will not quit in hard times, but I will pray all the harder. I will pray all the harder. See, before, before the worship team leads us in 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 a song of worship. I just want us to, if you don't mind, shall we all be upstanding? So I just want to share a few things and we are going to, we are going to pray two things. And I'm, I, the first prayer will be for people who have heard this message today and want to give their lives to Christ. That is the first prayer. The second prayer will be for people who want healing. And it could be for yourselves, it could be for someone you know, your friend, your family member. We'll have leaders at the front, and I'll also join the leaders at the front. We are going to pray for that. But my first prayer topic will be for people who want to say yes to the calling of Christ. See, John chapter 14 from verse 1 going says, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me in my father's house there are many mansions if it were not so i would not have told you and and and, and these are red letters from jesus christ he it goes on to say that i will go and prepare a place for you 
and after I prepare a place for you, I will come and receive you unto me, so that where I am, you may be also. Right? And then the Bible, and Bible goes on to tell us that Jesus said that you know the way and you know where I'm going. But Thomas interjected and asked him, we don't know where you're going and we don't know the way. But what did Jesus say in verse 6? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know me, so you know the way. So shall we all close our eyes in this room today? If you've heard this word and you want to be a part of this message I've spoken about, you want to, to, to say that I know the way and today I'm going to accept Jesus Christ. If you know that this message is for you and is touching your heart, I just want you to raise your hands. I'm not going to call you to the front. I see you. God bless you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. And, and, and I want us all to pray this prayer together. It's a short prayer. It's not a difficult thing at all. It's to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So shall, shall we pray together, church? Father, I come before you today accepting that you are the way. I open my arms I open my heart and I say, be my Lord and personal Savior. Everything I was doing that was sin, I pray that you take it away. Help me put on a garment of praise because I am now a child of God. I want to be a part of your mansion and I want to be prepared when you come. I thank you, Lord, for giving me this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. So now I'll, I'll invite the leaders to come to the front while, while the worship team prays. And what, sorry, while the worship team Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that the Word of God truly permeates our heart and changes our mindset so we can walk in victory. So today, if something in the message spoke to you, I want you to invite Jesus to be in control in a new way, in a broader way, in a total way. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it, dear Lord Jesus, I invite you right now, I invite you right now to take control of my life. I thank you, God, that you are forgiving me of sin. You are helping me to walk in a new, right relationship with you. And Jesus, from this day forward, I give all of my heart to you, all of my steps to you. And I trust that with your help, Jesus, I can walk in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I also want to pray for your miracle in motion. I know that there are many people who watch online and you have walked through some difficult circumstances already this year.
So Father, right now, for that one who is saying, I need that prayer, I need to know that Jesus hears me, that God sees me, that he's working on my behalf, I pray the Holy Spirit that you will come into that place where they're watching right now. You will increase their faith. You will remind them that you are Jehovah Rapha, the healer. You are Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides. You are Jehovah Shalom, the peace of God in the midst of anxiety and turmoil. Father, meet every need of your son or daughter that's watching right now. Son or daughter of the Most High God, hear the Lord say to you, I am working. Your miracle is in motion. I'm going to turn your chaos into peace. I'm going to turn your storm into victory. The Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. And he wants to heal your body, mind, and spirit. I want your faith to grow in Jesus' name. If you were here, I'd put my hands on your forehead for your thinking and your shoulders for letting you know that you've got someone holding up your arms today. So Lord, I pray that today the one watching this service online would feel the presence of the Lord. They would know that they are not alone. You are not alone. God is with you. We are with you and your victory is in motion. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Now I also want to say thank you. Thank you for the way that you partner together with your family of faith. I want you to write me. I want you to send me an email. Click on the link. Write us on Facebook or the church website, icfrome.org. And know that today is the beginning of the best week you're going to have so far. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus.